Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96 FM. I want to go first of all to the city of Lviv, where there's been huge activity there in the relatively safer western side of Ukraine. Air raid sirens in the air, of course, morning, noon and night, and people trying to get through into the train station and trying to get to the border. And over the weekend, broadcasting like he has done for many, many parts of the world, the BBC's Fergal Keane, he joins me now. Fergal, good morning to you. Good morning. Good to speak with you again. Um, Describe the situation in Lviv this morning where you are. It's a a relentless surge of of humanity really flooding into this city. People coming from the east where cities are being encircled. A lot of people from Kharkiv, uh, for example, which is a city close to the Russian border. I was only there last week um, before the invasion and people were nervous, they were tense, but nobody could have envisaged what we're seeing now. Trains packed with people travelling across the country. And the great fear, of course, is that if they don't get out, the Russian bombing is going to escalate. There's going to be a lot more civilian casualties. And that leads to to what I'm seeing here in in Lviv at the the railway station, for example. Chaotic scenes as people try and get on the very few trains that are going to the border with Poland. Now, I mentioned in the introduction there the relatively safer city of Lviv. But for how long can it remain relatively safer, do you think? Well, I hope for a long time because um, the not least because I'm here, but mm. more importantly, there's there's hundreds of thousands of of defenseless refugees here. Um, but Lviv is right, you know, close to the Polish border. It's about eighty kilometres from here up to the Polish border. Um, for the Russian army to try and invade here and, and hold it would be a massive logistical um, and military task. You know, to, to to spread themselves so far over this vast country would be simply too much for them, I think, um, certainly at the moment. And it is a war that is manifestly not going well um, mm-hmm. for the Russians. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm placing my faith in that, that they don't get over here. Yeah, you've covered the the effect of war on ordinary human beings, Fergal, the world over for for thirty years. You're seeing again, I expect, in in the faces of those people, the things you've seen in other faces worldwide. Yeah, it's a sense of of bewilderment because you know the thing about war is, it just in a matter of hours, entire lives get turned inside out, and that is the 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 you know the real problem how, how do you deal with the situation if you're sitting in you know just imagine you're sitting in cork at home 
uh, and all of a sudden you've got 20 minutes to get out, grab what you can, grab your kids and rush, uh, try to get on a train or, or end up walking through the snow. Imagine what that is like. And that is the reality in the lives of hundreds of thousands of people right now here in Ukraine. And that's what I'm seeing in their faces. Mm. And is it safer then if they can get across that border into Poland? Is it a whole different thing? Well, you know, the first thing that counts for people is physical safety. You know, you want to get yourself and your kids into a place where you're not going to be killed or maimed and where your children aren't going to be traumatized by uh, by witnessing atrocities. That's the first priority. So in that sense, yes. Uh, the other thing that needs to be said is that a lot of the people who are heading towards the border with Poland, with Hungary as well, of course, with Romania, but they have, you know, relatives and friends who are part of the great Ukrainian diaspora. Um, in the rest of Europe. So they will hope to link up with people and get some comfort, some refuge there. Now, that said, as this war escalates and more and more people are forced uh, out, the, the kind of exodus itself becomes the great trauma. Mm. And um, th this fear, because, you know, I'm sitting there with access to social media, I, uh, to Twitter accounts where I can follow what the Russian military is doing. People don't. Most mm. people don't have that. Um, you know, the level of intelligence uh, in terms of, you know, military intelligence that's available online. They don't, they can't access that. Mm. And so they've not, they've no real sense of what's happening. Mm. You said that by any sense, this is not going well so far for the Russians. Is there a fear out there that they might get more aggressive, Fergal? Yeah, I think there is. Um, what has clearly happened is that it was a badly planned invasion. It was based on hubris. Um, by Putin, who has gambled a lot and be, always been lucky. So if you think about his invasion of Crimea, the military action against Georgia, his military actions in Syria, the military actions that Russian forces, mercenary forces, um, have taken part in Central Africa, all of that has gone well for him. But it's a very, very different thing to taking on a country like Ukraine, a big country with a substantial army, which is increasingly well-armed, uh, by the Western Allies and by NATO. And mm. you, you add that to the massive sanctions. I mean, really, really huge economic sanctions which have hit the country and just today whose effects are really, really being felt. You see it in people queuing uh, at ATM machines, the Central Bank of Russia doubling its interest rates. Um, the, you know, this is an economy that's now under siege. So, you know, what we know of, of, of Putin is that he's not a man of moderation. When he's in a corner, he lashes out. He has never been in a corner quite like this. Mm. Is the Ukrainian army managing to keep the sky battle under control? I mean, it's, it's very difficult to say if the Russians have complete air superiority. Um, what we do know is that the Ukrainians have been very effectively using Turkish drones, Turkish-made drones, to attack Russian columns. And they do it in the classic way. Um, of you hit a vehicle at the front, you hit one behind, and then when they're immobile, you start hitting the rest. And that's had a huge impact, particularly on the Russian ability to feed its troops and to get fuel um, to the troops as they go forward. If you can't feed an army, I mean, Napoleon made the point, an army marches on his stomach. He learned in this part of the world how true that is and how disastrous it can be when it doesn't happen, as indeed did the invading Germans uh, back in the 1940s during the Second World War. So supply problems um, are certainly very, very large for the Russians. Yeah, so that, that drone tactic is working in that they can't get fuel for the tanks. I guess that, that, that as long as Ukraine can keep that up. 
I think one has to be cautious, though. You, if, if you look at social media, there's a lot of gloating about the, the reverses and failures of the Russians. I, I think people need to be very careful about mm. that. Because as you rightly pointed out in your question a few moments ago, what's the, you know, if it's going wrong, what's Vladimir Putin's normal kind of response? It's to escalate. Yeah. Now, if you escalate in crowded civilian areas, and, and we're talking about big, huge cities, you know, particularly like Kiev, if you start shelling these uh, with heavy artillery to try and bring about a subjugation of the military, you're going to cause massive civilian casualties. And, uh, you know, it is my own hope as a human being, I put my journalistic hat to one side, that mm. some kind of ceasefire yeah. uh, can be negotiated for the sake of civilians. Come back lastly, Fergal, because I know you've got to get about your day's work. Come back to the ordinary people, and I'm thinking now of the people who cannot leave, who cannot head for the border. Can they get food in the supermarkets? Can they get money out of an ATM, can, can, they, can they last? Can they survive? That depends where you are. I mean, if you're in, in Kharkiv, the evidence that I was getting last night talking to people arriving at the, um, the railway station from the east is that supermarkets were out of food. They, they couldn't get cash. Increasingly, they couldn't get water. They were running out of power. They were running out of, of uh, you know, petrol and diesel to be able to use vehicles. So, that's why so many people are on trains. Yeah, and uh, that is, you know, increasingly a reality in the east. Now, here where I am in Lviv, it, there's still food supplies. People are able to uh, to get food. But, you know, they're facing these long journeys. I spoke to one mother who was on a train for 24 hours with her teenage son and two little girls, and they ran out of water after about six hours. And, they're, you know, the kids are dehydrated, they're exhausted. It's getting worse and going to get much worse. Yeah. Fergal, lastly, and I know you spoke out yourself a year or two ago about your own health problems as a direct result of all the conflicts you covered in the world. Are you all right, mate? One corkman to another? Yeah, I am. Um, in the sense that I am, I've made a decision I will not go near where the bombs and shells are falling. I'm finished with all that. Um, and I will stick to the humanitarian side of the, of the story in what is still, as you put it, a relatively safe place. All right, and and you're you're the best in the business at that, Fergal. And we'll maybe speak again in the days to come. The great Fergal Keane of the BBC, Corkman. Corks ninety six FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.